Hello everyone, this is Duncan Steer. Well, there comes a point in every global pandemic when it's time to wheel out what I call the big guns <laughs> to raise the nation's spirits. I refer, of course, no to Carl Kirby. the sinking of the hood. Anyway. <laughs> What's been going on since our last podcast? Oh, well, since our last podcast, Anything? suddenly the season came alive, didn't it? I mean, it was all absolutely nuts. We had the, uh, how did it start? We had the UAE tour, didn't we? Um, that got uh, cancelled. And then they held a load of teams hostage in Abu Dhabi for a few weeks. <laughs> Poor old Declan Quigley was absolutely sick to death of uh, Thai lime prawns that was being served in the hotel. Because apparently they had a very limited menu. So Declan Quigley went mad because uh, uh, <laughs> he was trapped out there as well. Uh, and what else? Parry Nice was cut short. Strade Bianchi was bumped. Uh, Parry Nice uh, didn't, didn't, didn't even get to Nice, for goodness sake. And that was just the start of it. And then, of course... Everything just collapsed and shut down, and then we had a big hiatus. I mean, hands up if you thought he was just going to go through the whole year day by day, and I could come back in 40 minutes and say thanks very much, Carl Kirby. <laughs> but we mustn't get distracted, because what we're really here to do is to tell you about our oh, live could, stream oh, show coming up on December the 3rd. <laughs> this is the first time we've been back in a theatre since the start of the first lockdown, and we're going to be at the Exchange in Twickenham, but there'll be no live audience. So we're on stage, but we're live streaming to the world oh. The web address is exchangetwickenham.co.uk and that's where you can sign up for tickets for that um, and we'll be inviting questions from the audience and all of that much like we've been doing on the zoom cast now we are coming back to save the arts and to save the arts venues i, I don't think is that overstating it i think it might be but uh, december the th well, no december th it's the day after it's the day after the lockdown ends for goodness sake we're going to be the first we we, we are there and if you notice i i, I deliberately halted the season as my season review just then, to allow you this space before we actually rock in to actually what did happen briefly. Well, in case, because, we, you know, we don't want people to switch off no. to, before, before we've done yeah. our, our sell. December the 3rd, 7.30, and we're going to talk about the, the season in depth. Are we going to talk about it in depth, Carl Kirby? Well, we're, we're going to go to the sort of depth that... Um, I, I don't know. There are deep-sea divers, aren't there? Uh, there are free divers, and there are paddlers. And I regard myself as somebody who gets ankle deep on a regular basis uh, in the world of cycling. So that's about how deep we'll be going. But it'll be fun. Face down, face down in the bath <laughs> with Carl and Kirby. That's, that's not actually the title, <laughs> but it could be. But it, yes. it should be Carl and Kirby's Christmas cracker because we're, we're on the cusp of uh, the pantomime season. Yes. Uh, so we'll talk about that in a minute. It's, it, so it's exchangetwickenham.co.uk, exchangetwickenham.co.uk. So as uh, some of you will know, we've done um, a couple of Zooms from our, from our homes during the lockdown, but this is um, the first time we've been back to a theatre, and they, they, they've, uh, well, you'd expect them to be more technically set up than, than we are in our homes. But let's see. Um, so, yeah, Exchange Twickenham, December the 3rd, and it's... Um, well, it's going to be like one of the double acts. I think the most popular double act of the year. I think our stage thing is is um, a bit like theirs. It's uh, what's he called? Uh, Patrick Valance and Dr. Chris Whitty of the uh, <laughs> oh of the coronavirus. You mean Glum and Glummer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are they are not the most uh, cheery people, aren't they? But then again, they've got a, a bad message to deliver. So uh, think of us as a counterbalance to that, I guess. Yes, mm. we're like that, except the, except the opposite. And we may have a, a musical guest. Now, you know, uh, listeners over the age of, I don't know, 40, will remember when the two Ronnies interrupted uh, their mirth to go, 
What did they say, Carl and Kirby, when the laughter stopped? What did they say? I, I can't remember. Go on. They said, ladies and gentlemen, Barbara Dixon. <laughs> and uh, we, I don't think we're going to have Barbara Dixon. Oh, Babs. Yeah, whatever happened to Barbara Dixon? But, her, uh, it was either her that, or Kiki D or, um, you know, uh, yeah, fantastic. So we so we will have a bit of a musical. So so you know because I think people need. I mean, in all seriousness, I think uh, we, we want to raise the spirits <laughs> and the venues. You know, the, the the venues. I'm talking to a few venues, and you know they're keen to keep open. And it's very easy to stage a Carlton Kirby show uh, because it's near his house. <laughs> and just turn up and chat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we do have fun anyway. Do you want me to continue with a with a rapid fire? What happened in the season? Well, yeah, but can I can I just uh, put an overall oh. question on it? Is which is that you, you, you've had a good time, haven't you? You've had there's been some great racing, and considering where we were, which was oh. there will be no racing, yeah. we can't leave our our homes, and everyone said you, a lot of people said they won't be able to have the Tour de France, and and they kind of got through it pretty unscathed, well, and so that was great, wasn't to it? My, to be honest, my big fear was uh, when we had the virtual Tour de France, which was, I mean, say it quietly. It was terrible. I don't know what the ratings were, but I imagine that they were somewhere below the thing that you flush in the toilet. Uh, yeah, it just, oh, it's awful. It was awful. Let, get, get back to real racing. I remember Peter Sagan said, um, they said, will you be doing any of the virtual racing? He said, no, I ride my bike. I, uh, I, I don't play video games. Actually, he didn't, obviously. He said it in a very different voice that sounded like a hornet trapped in a jam jar. But I get the sentiment, and I appreciated that. And then all of a sudden... Et voila, we had, uh, we had bike races again. And then it all got a bit weird, didn't it? We had Poland with poor old Fabio Jakobsen getting punted by Dylan Groenewegen. Um, Groenewegen now heavily sanctioned. Uh, arguments about that, of course, and the severity of it, whether it's his fault or, in fact, the barrier men. Um, and poor old Jakobsen trying to recover and, and rebuild his face, bless him. Everdepol fell off a bridge in Lombardia. Um, so we had two superstars of the sport that were actually um, pegged back more than that. Just dreadful. We hope that their recovery goes OK. And then all of a sudden we had the Grand Tours and bing, bang, bong, three Grand Tours. We're always talking about, oh, do you remember when Greg LeMond won? It was only by a few seconds. Sh shelve that. All of a sudden we've got three Grand Tours finishing with differences of less than a minute, for goodness sake. You want it much closer. You're not ever going to find that again. So we had amazing Grand Tours. And then, then we had the World Championships where Alaphilippe won the Rainbow Bands and then couldn't win again because he was too busy celebrating. <laughs> I was calling it when um, uh, that fantastic moment where he raised his arms. And uh, Roglic came through and, and nicked Lombardia. And then a couple of weeks later, he goes to Brabant Peel, raises his arms, and nearly the same thing happened with Van der Poel. I don't think you'll ever celebrate again, <laughs> to be honest. And then, of course, he goes to uh, Flanders and um, drives himself straight into a motorcycle. Um, and we had one of the best ever finishes on Flanders with uh, uh, Van der Poel and Van Aert just going head-to-head. -head. Absolutely fantastic. Um Giro, absolutely insane. Vuelta, completely bonkers. Absolutely loved it. We suddenly got a season compressed into a couple of months. And honestly, um, I think it took an awful long time for anyone to just kind of come down. I feel like I'm still in a bit of a daze about it. So, but yeah, I mean, it was, it turned out to be a phenomenal, memorable, brilliant season.
you commentated on the, the tour and then the Vuelta a España. You not saw that you didn't do the Giro instead of the Vuelta in retrospect, or you know, because you had the British winner is very dramatic, or, or would you stick up and say, no, no, I had the best of it? Oh, I think I definitely had the best of it. I, I always, I always love the uh, the Vuelta because for me it had um, it had so much appeal. Apart from anything else, I, I, I love the Vuelta anyway because. I always get to wrestle Sean Kelly all over it, um, and basically, it's the it's the uh, it's the last chance saloon for a lot of riders and teams. And it kind of felt like it was, um, especially uh, uh, for for Roglic, it was catharsis. And the battles that went on, I thought, were absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, I'm I, I'm delighted for uh, for Theo Gagan Hart, even though he's not a great fan of mine, and has been has publicly said so. <laughs> Bless him. I don't know about this. Oh, but yeah. I oh, have yeah. noticed that on Twitter he's quite. I'm going to use the word outspoken, which is usually used negatively, but he's, he's quite candid on Twitter, isn't he? And uh, well, but the, I haven't I, seen I him mean, be candid about you. He's straight talking. Let's put it that way. And uh, I uh, bet you couldn't remember exactly what he said. <laughs> Why don't you tell us exactly what he said? Oh, because you know it might get litigious. I, I, I you know, it might just hit a fuse, and then you know it's all over. Uh, but anyway, it was great to see him win. But um, it was sad to see the degrading of the race by um, teams pulling out, people getting ill, uh, petitions going on and all that kind of stuff. So I was glad I didn't have to deal with that and uh, didn't have to cross with uh, Mauro Venier, (laughs) who gets very, very upset, as Sean Kelly and I both know, having experienced his wrath, trying to get off a mountain and uh, telling him that this was a bit of uh, of a palaver at which point he shut the door on us and we had to wait for another two hours to get off the mountain. <laughs> I should say that Famously is a, in one of our other podcasts. That is another podcast. Now, I should say, yeah. so this is not probably going to, well, who knows, going to be as long as our normal podcast. But yeah. I urge you to go back and listen to the Tour de Suisse podcast, which I note is our lowest uh, rating so far. And I think the Tour de France is the biggest ratings. I think people listen to the podcast based on how big the race races are. But, of course, oh, the there's no relation at all between the size of the race and uh, the entertainment value of our podcasts. That's no, fair, isn't we it, love, Actually, the Tour de Swiss one, the Swiss do get a bit of a rubbing, don't they? Uh, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably one of my favourites, actually. But, uh, but, is that but the there one? you go. It's got the lighthouse. Has that got the lighthouse? Has that got the village up the ladder? Is that that one? Uh, yes. It's got yeah. loads of stuff in there, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean... You know, if you go to the podcast because you want a bit of um, you want a bit of a giggle, then don't miss the Tour de Swiss one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, well, if you've got any questions or inquiries, uh, I-, I hate it when people ask for audience interaction. But write to us at Radio Days <laughs> Radio Days Events at gmail dot com, and, and, and we'll answer them on the on the live show December the uh, December the third. Now, what we're actually doing, because people, some people, are quite a small percentage of the podcast listeners have tuned into the Zoomcast, Carlton. What do you think that means about Good our Lord. audience? What do you think that means? That means that they are very, very highly motivated. To what? To come this, <laughs> to, to tune in this yeah. time? Just to follow, to follow through thick and thin for rain or shine, yeah. high mountains and, and, and fording streams. They yeah. will be there for us. Yeah. There's a song there somewhere. Well, no, but it's quite a small, uh, climb every mountain, uh, but it's quite a small percentage. I think they might be close to a pound note. That's, that's all. I just think they might be, oh. I think they like to, they don't mind wasting their time on the podcasts, 
but they're less keen to waste their money. I see. Well, let's just hope that they they, they dip and ship this time round. Come on, everyone. Dip in. <laughs> now, we should say that also this, this will be acting as a kind of launch for the yeah. new uh, Carl and Kirby book. Well, it's a new edition of Magic Spanner, which has actually sold out of the first edition. Well, it's... A, it's uh, it sold uh, apparently. It's sold. It's uh, it's in its fourth print run now. So uh, so yeah, get on with it. Um, yeah, Magic Spanner, of course, had an update for this year, which uh, included, of course, uh, the reviews of um, uh, the Great Tour of 2019. However, there is an entirely new book coming mm. uh, from Bloomsbury. So watch this space. It's going to be fantastic. So you can the Magic Spanner on the on the ticket page uh, for our our show. You can buy the the new edition. Uh, nine ninety nine, including postage and package, packaging. Can't do better, can you? Can't do be better. A bargain. No, but then, I don't think I can get that from Bloomsbury for that price. To be no, exactly. <laughs> it's 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 yeah. It's level with Amazon. If you don't yeah. have Amazon Prime, but let's not go into the details. Can you say anything about the new the new um, book that you've been commissioned to write? The follow up to Magic it's, Spanner. It's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't written it yet. No, uh, it, it well, sounds, yeah, it sounds the, quite a lot like the podcast. The, the, the battle is pretty much like the podcast, to be honest. Um, but uh, interspersed with, of course, my great achievements on the bike myself, which many of you know about. So uh, the fact that I invented mountain biking and uh, won the coconut <laughs> cup in uh, in Tuvalu in the South Pacific. So um, yeah, so plenty of plenty. <laughs> Plenty of us. I was going to say, I think the, the titles of the anecdotes are kind of enough. What, do that one again. Oh, I won the Coconut Cup. <laughs> yes, I did. The, the, the coast-to-coast Funafuti Atoll ride. Um, it, it's a very small atoll. It was only 350 metres. But honestly, um, that Baker's, bike, uh, Baker's van delivery bike was not going to was not going to get over those 350 metres without me. So now, uh, I think <laughs> listeners will yeah. note that Carlton and I haven't mentioned the title of the new book, which it is known. But Carlton mm. thinks this this title is so strong that someone might steal it. I just think I know exactly. the title. I think you'd be very unlucky if someone stole this title, Carlton Kirby. Who? <laughs> I mean, what? Who? I mean. Yes. Well, maybe we'll reveal it on the <laughs> night. What about that? I mean. I can't, there we go. Uh, do you have somebody by who might steal that title? It, it just seems. Uh, yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> this, we, I tell, we're in the niche now. We're, we're deep in the niche. It's like it's like yes. something on I'm a Celebrity. We've been we've been lowered into a niche. I, I can't believe there's anyone else in it. But Carlton <laughs> is frightened that there is. Um, so yeah. so, uh, so your routine normally you're in the the budget hotels uh, with uh, Sean rooming with Sean Kelly. This year, of course. You've just been toddling up the road to the to the um, studio. So, do you, do you actually is there aspects of that that you enjoy more, or do you like the angst of being on the road? What, how how is this season made up for you? Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot missing when you when you're not actually there on site because, um, of course, you can you can walk the course, you can uh, speak to uh, mainly other journalists, to be honest, because we're always ahead of the race. Uh, you do catch up with uh, teams and riders on occasion, particularly on loop stages or when we do a time trial, that kind of stuff. So start and finish in the same venue. Um, so, yeah, the, there are occasions where you can get to know people. But as far as the course is concerned, and generally speaking, the nations, been there, 
and been up most climbs, been down most descents. So you've got a handle on most of that stuff. But yeah, the rub, uh, knowing the weather, knowing what the road conditions are like and all that kind of stuff and various other bits and pieces that you can bring in, plus the anecdotes about what uh, you know Sean Kelly dropped on his trousers at lunch. You know, those, <laughs> those things are missing. As far as the hotels are concerned, well, obviously I stayed at home. Uh, Sean Kelly had to go to Bath. So he did his voicing from Bath and stayed in a luxury hotel. So for him, um, he got himself very fit, actually. Uh, he was out and about on the bike, running and all that kind of thing. Uh, while having his um, breakfast, lunch uh, and uh, dinner all provided, whereas I was fagging it on the commuter train, um, trying my best to hold my breath when all these idiots were not wearing masks would get on, of which there were many, I must admit. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, I, I felt I was more COVID, in more COVID danger than Kelly was, who was basically nailed up in a in a luxury hotel in Bath. I did actually go, I did actually go down to Bath to uh, voice... I, do you know what? I can't remember what it was. Um, it'll come to me in a minute. Uh, do you know what? Yeah, I, no, I did all those from home. I did need to go down for a, for a race. And uh, you know what? I'm so foggy at the moment. I've forgotten what it was. Um, and uh, I ended up um, in a in a pod hotel. Very different from Kelly's standard, which just underscored my disquiet as to the, the, the variable standards, depending on how great you are in the world of cycling. <laughs> and obviously, I'm still very much further down the pecking but order. Than that's, that's quite a weird one for him, because if he's away on the tour, you know, there's, there's a lot of bars, a yeah. lot of people. Like, so he's just in, in a hotel room in Bath for like three weeks, toddling down to do the commentary. Yes on his own and then toddling back has he got a lot of pals in bath or or does he not mind he just goes out and rides his bike and there you go no i i I think he loves the anonymity um except of course when he goes and joins a sunday afternoon ride and goes uh is it all right if i come and join (laughs) on on the back and uh oh yeah there's been some spectacular moments because he likes to tease them of course um, there was one. Um, there was one ride when he was voicing from London, and they were, he was in Richmond Park, and he he just hooked onto the back of about thirty that were all in the same club, and sort of said, "Is it all right if I uh, if I join in?" Uh, which was nice of him to ask. And then the, uh, the apparently there was a very sort of spiky lady who was running the whole thing, very much a private school, um, you know, a, a boarding house mistress who said, "Well, just try and keep up, but uh, you know, if you start to struggle, then um, then." Uh, and he he basically said, uh, "It's all right, Mama. I won't make a nuisance of myself." And he went to the back of the group, and then of course they were all fagging it up this hill, and uh, Kelly just. Oh, just burnt them all off. <laughs> that was absolutely fantastic. At which point, the, they then realised who he was. <laughs> and uh, Or somebody recognised him and said, that, you know, that's Sean Kelly. Um, and this woman was apparently mortified for telling him off, looking at him and thinking, well, you know, you're of advanced years. Don't mess around with our run. <laughs> so did you uh, did that change the dynamic between you and Sean then that that you weren't you know seeing each other and I mean you weren't seeing each other during the commentary or in the evenings or you know you weren't driving between the stages did that change the dynamic on the commentary or was it um, was it the same? Uh, well, you know, well, well, he was less upset with me because <laughs> he didn't have to deal with me on a regular <laughs> basis. Uh, but there was still a few moments where I'd go off on a, on a, a few long rambles about whatever. 
um, I don't know, um, sausage manufacturer in Gijon. And, um, and he'd then say, I think it's about time we got back to the racing. <laughs> which, which is fine. Not much was happening, but there were a few times when he, uh, when he did pull the choke chain. Um, because he, I think he was thinking, there's no way I can sort of jab him in the ribs here. I'm just going to have to verbalize it. Um, but of course, uh, constantly, one of the problems was that the voice box, for the mix of desk for, for Sean was, um, was, was actually non-muting. Uh, so whenever he switched his mic off, he could still hear himself through his own heads. And it was an adjustment that we had to make after a couple of days. But honestly, I must have spent six or seven days saying, I think your mic's off, Sean. Because <laughs> I'd throw to him and there was just absolute silence. I didn't realize. Oh, dear. So a lot of people was, you know, wanted T-shirts printing. I think your mic's oh, off, Sean. No. So, but it's, and so how has it been? Uh, how have you been on on Twitter and, and the feedback to the... I, mean, I think fans are grateful that there's racing, you know. I'm, I was... I, I say I was watching oh, a lot of it on my phone, which which I I loved. I had the the app, Eurosport app. Although you're a big fan of uh, getting the, the the bigger access all areas app, aren't you? Uh, yeah, the GCN app's brilliant uh, with the race pass because you can you can watch well everything and anything without any of the uh, and no ad breaks um, and the amount of racing that they've got on there. There's races that you won't see anywhere else, um, even within the Eurosport family. Uh, there's also cyclocross and uh, women's cycling. It's if you're a cycling nuts, that's the place to go. Simple as that. Uh, it is the future. But anyway, that's a bit dry. Um, we've got to remember that this is a it's short, and sweet, sweet version. So it's exchange. Uh, that's what, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to promote our exciting yeah. live show by keeping this one a bit dull because uh, you, you know, imagine how funny we could be if, if we <laughs> if we push the button. We're a really bad job here of just making uh, of representing the mirth. The mirth. That we a journey to the centre of the mirth. Twi- exchange Twickenham. <laughs> the day the mirth stood still. Exchange Twickenham. Anymore? Exchange Twickenham.co.uk. No. <laughs> you know, you've had 12 episodes. This, this one, we're not, we're, this one's free to. 13 free, unlucky 13 free episodes. And now, now it's mm-hmm. time to pay. That's all it's saying. Join us and our secret surprise musical guest. Uh, not, ooh. Not yeah, Barbara Dixon. Maybe in the guest appearance by Sean Kelly, but only as an we impersonation. We had. Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, which should be that should be there as well. <laughs> we're we're going to love it. 